Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. For Tim Murray, I'm Scott Seidenberg, alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And everything is A-OK if you're Sean Third hour, myself. baby. Uh, Throw them threes up. Well, we're A-OK because we had Boston College tonight, and uh, it was a great pick. Boston College winning outright on Red Bandana night at home. The return of quarterback Phil Jerkovic as the Eagles defeat Vatek. And look up and looking up at the score now, Utah is well on their way as a 10-point favorite on the road at Stanford, up 35 nothing. It's not even I, I can't believe Stanford beat Oregon. I know. <laughs> so bad. Uh, let's welcome in now from PicksWise. He is Jared Smith, joins us here in his weekly spot on VSIN. Jared, uh, were you on Boston College as well? Because I felt like everybody should have been. So I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, good evening, gentlemen. I wasn't because I didn't bet the game, but I was because I have a Boston College win total over 7 so I was on them, but just money line spread out, and it saved the uh, season because uh, obviously the season would go, was going south for the Eagles. But uh, maybe your COVID coming back will kind of spark some things because he certainly was uh, a big factor tonight for sure. Very nice win for the Eagles. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to betting Boston College as a home underdog that final game of the season against Wake Forest. Jared, hate Wake Forest be undefeated <laughs> when they face the Eagles? That's the big question. 
Um, they won't be undefeated next week. Uh, at least <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so wait, uh, hold on. Before we start this, is Sean on Wake? Just so I can. Why wouldn't I be on the <laughs> ACC Coach of the Year and the ACC Player of the Year? Dave Clawson has done a dynamite job. Sam Hartman, who's better in the conference at quarterback? Some people like undefeated teams with great quarterbacks and head coaches, but I digress. Please continue, sir. So, you know quarterbacks and coaches better than me. I think I know odds pretty well. And the odds, the market is telling me that UNC is going to win this game. So, it's an unranked team laying points against a ranked undefeated team with a ton of hype. Now, say what you want about how it's going to play out on the field. I would argue that UNC's underachieved, and I think we haven't seen their best yet this year. And I think if we do see their best, I think their best is better than Wake's best, just because of the athletes, especially in the trenches for both teams. Um, now, that being said, that doesn't mean that either team will play their best in this game. This is probably the most hype, one of the most hyped games in the ACC all season, um, at least up to this point. And last week, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't Wake showed me nothing uh, against Duke. Um, Duke it might be the worst team in the ACC. I think they are and might be one of the worst power five teams uh, in the country. So I, I think UNC is a little more battle tested. They've played some tougher teams over the last few weeks. And I, I think they win this game, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won it by double fig, uh, by double digits. Wow! Uh, sticking in the ACC and talking about that terrible Duke team, uh, do you think Pitt bounces back and beats them by three touchdowns plus? Yeah, last week Sean just—he didn't like my Pitt pick, uh, Pitt uh, or the Miami pick last week uh, going against Pitt. This week we're on Pitt, um, kind of a bounce—you know, bounce back. Last week was a letdown after the Clemson win. This week I think is more of a bounce back spot. And, I mean, this is more of a fate of Duke than anything else. Duke certainly looked like they quit last week against Wake. I got this very early in the week. This was actually the first bet I made on Sunday night. I was going back and forth with Tim about it. Uh, usually we exchange messages Sunday night when the market reopens. And I got 18 and a half. I would still play it at 21. I'm assuming, you know, with the, with the juice there, probably closes 21 and a hook. I certainly saw a few of those hanging around the market already. Um, I, I just don't think uh, Duke has much left in the tank. Their defense is terrible. And unlike last week, where I think the Miami athletes maybe gave Pitt some problems, I, I you know Duke won't have those guys uh, going toe for toe. I think Kenny Pickett bounces back uh, in a big way this week. From the ACC to the AAC, and one of the games that it, it, I'm scratching my head at, Jared, I'll admit, uh, because I want to bet Houston, and I, I I'm pretty sure that South Florida just stinks, Sean. I mean, they're, ever they're since uh, you left the staff there, they're, uh, they're atrocious. Um, Houston, though, it could be a letdown spot after the emotional win last week over SMU, but I think the Cougars know what they have in front of them, and that is a path to meeting up with Cincinnati in the AAC championship game, laying 13 on the road in a primetime spot, albeit no home field advantage for South Florida at all. What's your read on this game? I think the Houston defense is a little bit, un, you know, not talked about enough. We all we all know about the offense. It's been very good this season. And I think that game last week against SMU, not a lot of people are going to watch that game and say, oh, yeah, Houston's defense is certainly a unit that I want to keep an eye on. But these things have a funny way of kind of drifting back. And, and overall, Houston's defense has been very good this season, top 20 in opponent yards per play. So I, I, I think when you look at this game, you know, big picture, 
I would expect Houston to be favored by more than two touchdowns. The home field does absolutely nothing for me. Uh, this is just a matter of Houston. Are they going to let down? Are they going to, you know, play it safe early in the game? Maybe not come out with any fire. But I think you nailed it, Scott. I, I, I do think because of the late season intensity, you know, the, the, the shortness, uh, the sense of urgency because of just how few games are left, I don't know if there's any more look-ahead spots really in college football because, what, there's only three games left for a lot of these teams. So I, I think this is a spot where Houston comes out and just takes advantage of the fact that USF's just had a dreadful, absolutely dreadful season. And I, uh, I, numbers are really bad. I will back up your opinion. There's a little unknown fact. A lot of people don't know about this game. But the Houston Cougars running back coach, Marquel Blackwell, is considered by some the best football player in University of South Florida history. Mm. So he's coming back oh, home, yeah. first time playing against his alma mater okay. in Tampa. So I'm sure for him and him alone, those guys will want to go out yeah. and put their best foot forward. Well, listen, Houston was my favorite pick of the week last week, and I think they win that game even if they don't get the 100-yard kickoff return. But as Jared mentioned, the, the, the defense before last week, second in scoring behind only Georgia, second in the nation in sacks, number one in the nation in third down percentage. Uh, I don't think South Florida has a chance. They have a young coordinator there, Doug Belk, the defensive coordinator. Remember that name. He will be up on some of these head coaching lists as we go into the offseason. Jared, where else are you looking on this college football card? I'm look, I like the shades for Sean. I just noticed those. <laughs> ah, man, those are fresh. I love it when they you come in big you gotta, you gotta tell me where you got those shades, big dog. You know, I love Versace, those. you know, some oh. light. I knew Scott was coming in with that East Coast swag, so I had to, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, when the, gin- when the ginger genius is here, you know, I keep it real low key, you know, but. You know, Scotty, that East Coast, you know, no, energy. No, man, we so. got the New York City vibe. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm glad. I haven't done a segment yet with Scott. I'm glad I'm able to hop on with him tonight. So there's one game uh, in the Mount West that I, I just have to. This Utah State-New Mexico State game. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand how the total is anything below 80 in this game. I, I've never seen two. I haven't seen two teams with this many plays per game. Like, th- there's a combined average of 165 and a half plays per game. Um, between these two teams, Utah State, New Mexico State. And now, granted, New Mexico State's absolutely terrible, and I'm not going to go to town on on what they're able to do offensively. But they put up some points recently, and Utah State actually has some aspirations. They're four one in conference play. Their only losses were to Boise and BYU. Um, the overs three and zero in the last three New Mexico State games. So they're scoring some points. They're doing what they need to do. And Utah State's defense is also dreadful. 106 in opponent yards per play. Don't get me started on uh, New Mexico State's defense. It's even worse. So I I don't see anyone stopping anyone in this game. And the worst thing about overs is they just don't run enough plays. But we're not going to have that problem in this game. So I'll take a nibble here. I got it at 70 and a half, which sounds like a lot. But actually, I think it's relatively low considering the tempo and the the defenses in this game. So I don't play a lot of totals, but this one stood out to me because of uh, the plays per game. Yeah, it's up to 72 now, so yeah. a little CLB mm. action there for you, Jared. Uh, like let me, let like me ask that. you about the biggest game, obviously, that everyone is paying attention to in the early slate, and that's Michigan State going on the road to take on Purdue in what is the biggest, uh, most classic ultimate letdown spot you could possibly have where Michigan State coming off the win against Big Brother uh, in Michigan and now having to go on the road against a Purdue team that you know beat number two Iowa, a Purdue team that is top 20 in the nation in passing, and what did Michigan show last week that you could certainly pass on the Spartans? Michigan laying three on the road. Are you riding with the Boilermakers or Spartans? 
If I had to play this, I would play Michigan State. First of all, I can't come on this show and fade Mel Tucker because Sean would never let me come back. <laughs> um, so I, so just for the sake of me wanting to talk to you guys every Friday, I'll just say Michigan State. But I, I, I do think that coaching is what separates these teams late in the year. Um, unlike the NFL where it's it's more – I mean, it's coaching, but I think it's more players. In college football, I, I, I think the coaches matter so much. And I, I, I think Michigan State's got themselves a really good one, and I'm not so sure Purdue has as good of a coach. And I think the number's short enough to where I would still play Michigan State. If it moves to three and three and a half tomorrow, which I wouldn't be shocked if it did, that's when I would probably back away because I think the number matters just as much as the coaching does. But uh, I, I'm a believer in Mel Tucker, and Sean has got me full onto the bandwagon. So Sparty, why not? I'm not playing it, but if I did play it, I would, I would back Sparty. You know, part of me wants to take the over in that game. Hmm. I, I just... Michigan, but Purdue defensively, Purdue doesn't let up any points. Yeah, but I think you know they allowed Wisconsin to run all over them, and Kenneth Walker might have himself another uh, Heisman added to his resume. Two uh, things, another game. I would make sure that Naylor, the Michigan State receiver, is going to play. I okay. know he was questionable, and I don't like Mel Tucker's pace of play when they get a lead. They're not mm. a team that stays hurry up once they get a cushion. They slow the game down. They get in all these multiple tight end sets. They hmm. run the ball. You know, they do a lot of check with me at the line of scrimmage. That would be the only thing because, you know, of course, I've watched them intently. Yes, you have. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm glad they haven't had those big, large numbers because I'd be terrified they can cover a 17 or 18 because of that as we get later in the game. That's a fair point. Jared, hang on so we can get into the NFL on the other side, all right? He's Jared Smith got Picks Wise. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. He's Super Bowl champion Sean King. We're going to get into the NFL Week 9 Sunday slate coming up next year on the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day, <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts from. It's like fight clubs. You know, there's fight clubs popping up in all these cities. You know? Yeah, how about there's Darren, city casts how about Darren, up, Darren Williams you know, is going to fight Frank Gore? Uh, I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. He's Sean King. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Rejoined now by Jared Smith from PicksWise as we break down the NFL card here for Week 9 Sunday. And Jared, I think we're all on the same page here. And what could be the best bet of the day? The Aaron Rodgers less Green Bay Packers. Tell me why you have faith in Jordan Love on the road here. So this was really a number. First of all, it was a numbers play. So what the book is telling us, and they did this a few weeks ago with Seattle and Pittsburgh when it went from Ross to Geno, and they moved it like eight points from like a two and a half to a five. And I, I just don't see one player in the NFL being worth over a touchdown. I don't care who it is um, because I, I know it's Russell Wilson, it's Aaron Rodgers. These guys are maybe Hall of Famers, probably, you know, Aaron is. But it, it's still, a, you know, a starting, you know, caliber first round pick, Jordan Love. And, you know, he's still a decent play. He's a professional athlete. So I'd like to think that he's worth less than a touchdown, um, you know, compared to Aaron Rodgers. So just based off of that, the number moved too much from a pick to, you know, I, it opened up eight and a half at Circa. I got in eight and a half and then boom, it went to seven and a half. I would still play it at seven and a half. I'm seeing mostly sevens now, though. 
So I, I, I'm not surprised because, uh, you know, when you look at this game now with Jordan Love, obviously the Packers are going to lean on the running game. I, I think Bakhtiari is going to come back. I, I, I know Lazard and Adams are back. I know Aaron Jones is healthy. And I know the Chiefs are one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So, I, like, to me, those things just scream, you know, Packers control the clock, Jordan Love play action. They're not going to ask him to do too much, but I think they'll ask him to do a little bit. And sure, it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side, and you know he could blow up for forty points at any given day. But I think the Packers defense has been playing a little better. And yeah, seven and a half, sprinkle the money line, Aaron Jones props. I mean, I, I think across the board, this is a game that the Packers might be a little bit undervalued. Here's what I know for the huh? culture: Jordan Love has to give me the discount double check. <laughs> he has to put the belt on, Jordan. If you're listening, you want to be famous, put the belt on and look in the crowd. And say, I own you. Oh, that would be it. Oh, yeah. So that that, be it. that's so, the energy he has to have. Yeah. So this that, is his moment, though, Sean. And, and, and you could relate to this. This is his moment. He sat now for a year and a half. Yes. And all he heard for a year and a half is, why did the Packers draft you? They could have taken a receiver, a defensive back, anybody in that first round. And now he gets to shut everyone up. And he's been really quiet for, you know, 18 months since that draft. So, this is it. You know, this is a big spot for him against the Chiefs. You know, at Arrowhead, I mean, I, I love it. I, I think it has NFL drama written all over Well, Jared, I just talked about it earlier, too. It's not just Jordan Love. It's the rest of this Packers team that should be playing with a chip on their shoulder. Because all offseason, when Aaron Rodgers was going through his will-he-won't-he phase, uh, all the conversation was about how, without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers should no longer be the favorites in the NFC North. Uh, Without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers shouldn't be considered a playoff team. And now this team gets their opportunity to show what they can do without Aaron Rodgers. No doubt about it. And I'm looking at the the graphic now. The Chiefs are 2-6 and against the spread. You want to keep laying it with the Chiefs every week? No. Uh, you, you know, and of course, and you, you know, we watched the game on Monday, Scott, we got all these New York people that were, you know, chirping at us about the giants and they went in there and, you know, I don't think the giants played their best game, but the, the chiefs certainly did not play their best game. And, and, and if they yeah. play like that again, the, the Packers will win this game. Well, if, if the chiefs turn it over twice and they don't capitalize on touchdowns in the red zone, the Packers are going to win this game. And I think they could win it by a touchdown. And, and people are like, wow, Jordan love, what do you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's time we start. It's time we stop saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are underperforming and start just acknowledging that this is who the Kansas City Absolutely. Chiefs are. They're a mediocre football yeah. team. Uh, give me another underdog that you like on this NFL card because the Packers at seven, seven and a half, certainly a great play. Is there another dog that you think will bite here on Sunday? So I, I like the Niners a lot, and it was the same thing last week. You know, the Vikings Cowboys game did the same thing um, on Wednesday. You know, the line kind of tilted. And you knew the market was the market's always ahead of the news. So I'm assuming that this is probably going to move to a point where you can't bet San Francisco anymore. Um, but if you were able to get the Niners earlier in the week, I, I teased them when they were still a dog. I so teased them I. up to eight, mm-hmm. which is a, I, I think that is just, uh, you know, I feel really great now about that. I teased them with the Saints. So I, Saints te- I, te- I teased them with the Rams. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and the Rams and the Steelers are my other teaser of the week, which are basically two money. It's basically a money line parlay on the Rams and the Steelers. Um, and then the Saints money line, basically, and I moved it to a pick them and then I got the Niners. Uh, through seven. So I, I think the Niners win this game. I think it's a good buy low spot for the Niners, period, as a team. 
Um, Arizona's due for some regression. The Niners get the Rams next week. This is their season right here, Cardinals-Rams, next two weeks. If the Niners win these two games, they get back to above 500. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're trying to spin this to your team, you get George Kittle back, you get above 500, you get you some traction back in the division. And this is a Niners team that was, you know, projected to be a 10.5, 11-win team. So there's certainly a lot of talent and a lot of pride on this San Francisco team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. It just hasn't broken their way with injuries and some other, you know, things that have kind of gone against them. So I think it's a good buy low spot for San Francisco, period. And I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, put a little distance between themselves and Arizona if it is, in fact, uh, Murray, you know, injured in this game. And the market certainly indicates that. Jared, let's talk about this AFC North matchup between the Bengals and the Browns. Cincinnati obviously coming off the disappointing loss to the Jets, but that was a classic sandwich spot, right? They were coming off the emotional high of beating the Ravens and looking ahead to this matchup with the Browns as, you know, a potential chance to, you know, strengthen their hold on the division, but they lose to the Jets. It happens. Uh, The Browns, meanwhile, dealing with just more drama. Odell Beckham Jr. is now on the way out, so hopefully that team can stop answering questions about him that they had to answer all week after practice. Where do you lean on this matchup? Yeah, I didn't think the Bengals played poorly last week. I just think the Jets kind of jumped on them, and and then the Bengals actually had a two-score lead with, what, eight minutes left, ten minutes left? Yep. Um, and, and then it just kind of, you know, the touchdown, and then boom, the interception happened on the next play, and that was it. Like, the, like the Bengals just, they used so much energy falling behind to get back in the game, taking the lead, and they thought they had the win, and then it just, you know, when, when it snowballs like that in the NFL, it's tough even for good teams uh, to stop that momentum, the Jets carried it, and you know you tip your cap to the Jets. I don't think the Bengals lost that game. I think Joe Burrow made one bad throw late, and and it cost them the game. I think Cincinnati's still a really good football team. The numbers tell me that, and I just can't back a Cleveland team that I have no idea what the mentality is right now. And obviously Odell's not worth anything on the betting line. At least you know receivers typically aren't. But in that locker room. You know, Sean, I would be shocked, right? There's got to be Team Odell and Team or Team Jarvis and and, and Odell and Team Baker in that locker room, right? Not everybody is on the same side of the fence, I think, in this argument. But is there a part where Baker's not ready mentally? Does he look like that? And that's the part that scares me. And then Jack Conklin being hurt scares me even more because I just think Baker in general is a little fragile right now, both physically and mentally. So I, I can't back this Browns team at anything longer uh, or you know, anything less than a field goal. So I, I'll, I'll swallow it with Cincinnati and hope they bounce back. Yeah, Sean, do you agree with that? With the, yeah, the I, think, Baker he's on, I here? think he's on the right side. I just yeah. think Baker's problem is he's not that good on a consistent basis. <laughs> I'm just telling you, and when he doesn't play good, and every time you turn the TV on, he's on a different commercial. And he's in front yeah. of the camera. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. yeah, guys get a little resentful. <laughs> Where else you? Uh, what other spot have you have circled on this card, Jared? So the Bills. I, this was my one. My the second, other than Pitt, then the Bills were my other pick. That I, when I looked at this game, I was like, I don't know how this closes less than fourteen. It's moved a little bit in my favor. I, I I would consider playing it at fourteen and a half. Obviously, it's better at fourteen. Or I got in at thirteen and a half very early in the week. So. The Jaguars' offense made the Seahawks' defense look like the 85 Bears last week. (laughs) Um, And that's bad because the Seahawks' defense was getting gashed. They were allowing almost six yards per play coming in. And the Jaguars, off the bye, just go in there and they barely get to four, four and a half yards per play. I think it was 4.2 was the the finishing number. And that's, you know, if if, if you're moving the ball that poorly off the bye against a bad defense, you're not moving it against Buffalo. And Buffalo, I give Buffalo a pass 
for the first half last week. It was the second time they were facing a divisional opponent in six weeks. Eventually, they pulled away. They even front-doored the spread, a few numbers. Um, and this is the week. So here's why I like Buffalo this week. This is the week for Josh Allen to say, I'm the MVP of the league. Kyler's out. Dak missed last week. Those were the other two favorites. Tom, you know, coming off the loss. So I, I think this is the week where Josh Allen's like, I'm going to throw five touchdowns, and I'm going to show you why I'm the MVP. <laughs> and he gets the Jaguars defense. So I think this is a prime spot for Buffalo to put up a big number. So what you're saying is uh, that we won't have 90% of survivor pools eliminated uh, coming up here on Sunday. God, I was pulling no, for the Giants. I don't think so. <laughs> Jared, appreciate the time. Love the conversation. We'll talk again soon, bud. Good luck, guys. All right, Jay Smeezy. There he is, Jared Smith from PicksWise and his weekly spot here on the Nightcap. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. We'll, we'll talk about some of these contest picks that we get into. Maybe we'll have a survivor pick for you as well here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming. Betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It's the nightcap here on vcin, the sports betting network, and each and every Friday, Tim and Sean put together their Circa Millions contest picks as well as the Circa Survivor contest picks. So what do we do here? We go back and forth. We go back and forth. We give a submission each until we come up with our five play card. Yeah, you have veto at any point. Now, can I ask you, has, and maybe Aaron knows the answer, has your five-team card gone 5-0 yet this season? Yeah, I think twice. I think twice. Two 5-0 weeks. Yeah. We generally, it takes a whole segment. It's impressive. But Tim always wants to do something strange. So I, I, <laughs> I've been, I, you know, you seem less of a contrarian than, than, than Tim on certain things. So you've had two five and a weeks. That's very good. I had my first five and a week last week. Okay. First in my contest entry. First okay. five and a week uh, of the season. I, I, I don't, I don't have contention to win this thing. But then again, it's a, it's a long season. You know, put together a couple of five and a weeks back to back. Next thing you know, we can find yourself in the money. But Absolutely. we got a ways to go. But let's see if we can put together a five and a week. So I think I'll, I'll go. You go first because I think tell me if I think we're going to agree on this or don't agree. Go I'm ahead. going Texans plus four and a half at Miami. Tyrod Taylor's back playing quarterback. Don't forget this. They won the opener with Tyrod at quarterback. They were up two touchdowns, I think, on Cleveland at Cleveland in week two when Tyrod got hurt. Since then, the Texans have resorted back to being bad Houston Texans. I think he energizes them. The Miami Dolphins are 1-7, not playing great on defense. Nobody in the organization believes in Tua, even though they're trying to say the right things now. Mm-hmm. If they could have gotten closure on the legal on the legal situation, Deshaun Watson would already be a Dolphin. So I think that's impacting that Miami demeanor, energy. They're out of the playoff hunt for all intents and purposes. 
I like Tyrod Taylor and Houston to win outright, but in this contest, we're getting four and a half. Here's why I agree with you. Okay. The Texans have score, scored more points under Tyrod Taylor in a game and a half than they did in the next five games combined under Davis Mills until the 22-point performance in the fourth quarter it's last week oh. against the Rams. Yeah. So I do like the Houston Texans, nice. and yes, I will ride with you on the Houston Texans. Uh, my game is one that I think we agree on. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. you take, got to take the Packers plus the points here. It's just too big of an adjustment. And the Chiefs, they're not that good. They're not. They're not. Stop saying that the Chiefs are underachieving. Start talking about just who they are. They're an average football team. This is not a good football team. They're average. And the Packers last week as six-and-a-half-point dogs went into Arizona against the undefeated Cardinals and won that game outright. And Aaron Rodgers in that game, he didn't throw for 300 yards. He didn't throw for 250 yards. He didn't light up the stat book. You know what he did? He threw for 184 yards. That's it. But what else did the Packers do? They ran the ball for 151 yards, maintained possession, got key contributions from A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And if Jordan Love can just manage the game and not turn the football over, Packers could win this game, not just cover. So Packers are my pick. All right, next game I like. I like that pick, by the way. I agree 100%. I like – This is fun when we agree. I like Buffalo. And Buffalo's been a team that's had these huge lines, and everybody's like, oh, it's the NFL. But you have to stay in the moment. Don't get so caught up in historical data. Buffalo has been covering these numbers. Jacksonville's given up. Jacksonville came off the bye, went to Seattle last week, and got beat 44-6 to by a team with Geno Smith starting at quarterback. No offense to Geno Smith, but they gave up 44. They've thrown in the towel. They are, have already booked their vacation flights. The day the season ends, they have flights out that night getting out of Jacksonville. I think Buffalo goes in in 35-10 to 10 type game. I like Buffalo minus the 15. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Not because I don't think Buffalo wins. Not because I don't think Buffalo wins by double digits. Uh, 15 is a bad number. Okay. Um, the back door is always open when it's north of two touchdowns. This could be a 35, you know, as you mentioned, a 35-10 game in the fourth quarter. It could be a 35, you know, let's just say it's a, I don't know, let's call them, uh, let's say it's a 20, whatever, you think it's going to be 35, so let's say 35 to 14 or something. But there's always a possibility that there's a late score that means absolutely nothing for this game, and the game ends on 14. The game ends on, you know, could end on 15 and it's a push, which does, no, does you no good here. Well, actually, it will be one point in the contest. But still, so let me half a point in the contest. Let me convince you why that's not the situation. I also, let me, well, let me just say this. Okay. I also don't like, and I know it's not in the heart of winter, mm-hmm. but I don't like cold weather teams going down to Florida. Okay. Because I think that they treat it as a mini vacation. We've seen the Patriots struggle going down to Miami in in several years. And I think the Bills could go down to Jacksonville, know that they just are going to cruise to a victory. They spend some time by the pool, have a couple of Mai Tais, and win this game by 10 points and just go back home. 
Makes sense. I'm a little afraid of the number of 50. I'm not afraid of the game. Right. I'm afraid of the number. I'll say this. Pace of play. Mm. Desire to improve is not there in Jacksonville. Here's the example. Jacksonville fell behind against Seattle. Fourth quarter, they didn't run one snap of two-minute offense. (laughs) They huddled. They substituted. They ran the football. They checked the football down. The other side of the coin, which would be, in my opinion, a team I would not want at this number because they're still playing as New York Jets. New York Jets were down 42-10. All they ran was hurry up two-minute. They said we're going to play from start to finish Mm -hmm. like a good young team that's trying to get better. That's where they're at in New York. They're not there in Jacksonville. They're just trying to play out the string and get to the actual vacation. I don't think that's a threat here. They aren't even interested. The other team is like that, and I'm going to fade them down the stretch, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears went to Tampa, fell behind 35-3, to never ran one snap of two-minute offense the whole second half. Simply huddled up, tried to get milk the clock, ran the ball, let's get out of here, guys, we can't win it. Those two teams aren't still trying to get better. I think you can not worry about that with the Bears and the Jaguars moving forward. Okay, I mean, I could be convinced – can we table yeah, this? We'll, we'll, table put this we'll put this game to the, side, to the side, and we'll see if we can All agree right. on five here. So we agree on two already. We have the Green Bay Packers at plus seven and a half, and the Houston Texans at plus four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think that the Titans playing in the first game without Derrick Henry is going to be a major adjustment. Uh, again, the number's not great, but I think it's a double-digit victory for the Rams. This is a new offensive coordinator this year in Tennessee, taking over for Arthur Smith, obviously, who left and became the head coach of the Falcons. It took an adjustment period for the first couple of weeks until this team actually started clicking. They're also coming off three very emotional wins against the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Colts. And now, without Derrick Henry, have to completely revamp their offensive approach. I just think this Rams team is a buzzsaw. They are super. This is the week where they say, you know what? We are Super Bowl favorites. And they're just going to dominate this Titans team at home. I don't disagree. I hate the hook. Sure. If there is a team that I feel like that's a good team that does the complete opposite in the fourth quarter when they have the lead, it's the Rams. For whatever reason, they don't play four good quarters. Against the Detroit Lions, they slept walk through the first quarter and a half. Against <laughs> the Houston Texans, they slept walk through the last quarter and a half. It's like they play in such spurts. Yeah. But I do agree there's a huge, huge adjustment that Tennessee has to make. And I think it's from a conditioning standpoint at running back. So I'm willing to give you this one because Derrick Henry carried the ball so much. Yeah. There is not another running back there that's on the roster that's going to be able to carry the ball 30 times. AP just came off the street. Think about it this way. When you play against Derrick Henry, you're lining up up additional players in the box. Absolutely. You don't have to do that against anybody anymore. Absolutely. So now you can allow that secondary to play aggressive. You can let Jalen Ramsey blitz because you can afford to drop more guys back into coverage. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get I'll after go, Tannehill. I'll go Rams. I, I like it. Minus I think seven they're going to get I'll after Tannehill a lot. I think they're going to be fired up, too, because it's Von Miller's first game. 
Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, yeah. Aaron Donald. There's going to be a lot of sacks coming here on a Sunday night. So we have three picks now in our contest. We will get to the other two. I promise you we will agree on two more, and then we'll have a survivor pick as well coming up for you. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. We will get those two picks coming up next year. This is the Nightcap on a Friday night here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have come to an agreement on three picks for the Circa Millions contest. The first one being the Houston Texans plus four and a half in Miami against the Dolphins. The second one being the Green Bay Packers plus 7.5 against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the third being the Los Angeles Rams at minus 7.5 at home against the Tennessee Titans. We have a hold on the Buffalo Bills. We've pushed them to the side to see if we can agree on two more before we revisit that game. I'm going to throw a game out of here at you, Sean. The San Francisco 49ers. Nope. Okay, he says no. Vito. The veto on the 49ers. Just because I like I like Colt McCoy. I think this is a perfect spot for him. I think he'll do excellent in this one game and done type situation. Okay. And I just I don't even call the 49ers the San Francisco 49ers anymore because of all the injuries. I know they get Kittles back, but they're the Bay Area 49ers. They're a shell of what they thought the team was going to be. <laughs> even though Jimmy Garoppolo's starting, when you hurt someone's feelings, mm-hmm. like think about this. Was it three years ago? It was 2019 or two? Yeah, two years ago, yeah. 2019. Jimmy Garoppolo led this team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Played a tremendous first half. Played a second half that he probably wants to forget about. But it is what it is. 2020, he was banged up and injured. You know what it does to a man when you look at the draft and they trade up to number three to draft somebody to replace you. Sure. You sure. never really get over that. So I think he's just playing out the string. I don't think he'll be in San Francisco next year. I don't think there are any internal issues, but I think internally Jimmy G has in his mind already moved away from San Francisco. I think the fact that none of their pass catchers have stepped up outside of Debo Samuels. Mm. I know George Kittles is coming back. I just I think Arizona rebounds in a big way, even if Kyler and DeAndre don't play. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you veto it. That's fine. We're allowed to do that. Let me give you one. Please. Last time they were faced with this adversity, they rallied. They had a tremendous effort at Denver. The Los Angeles, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders had another adverse situation hit. I think Rich Passaccia does a really good job of keeping those guys focused. I think there's nothing better than for them to get out of the city of Las Vegas, go and play a football game. Giants have nothing to play for. They've got COVID issues. The running back coach Burton Burns is out. Everybody else in that room is already, Saquon Barkley's still out. Shepard's out. I like Vegas, who's right now in first place in the AFC West, to go to New York and cover the three points. I love it. Okay, let's do it. I absolutely love it. Uh, the New York Giants at home, they're 1-3 against the spread this year. Ironically, the one game that they covered was the one that I bet against them, which was the Cardinals game, which Sam Darnold, I mean, just 
can you play any worse at the quarterback position? Anyway, the Giants over the past, uh, let's call it three seasons, right? Over the past three seasons, they are 3-15-1 against the spread at home. They have a great road record against the spread with some for some reason. With Daniel Jones on the road, they're great. They're 13 and 4 against the spread on the road. You know, that's why I had them against the Kansas City Chiefs. At home, this team stinks. I guess the booing just hit different when it comes from your fans. I guess so. Uh, well, I don't know what it is. I also think that the Raiders, we saw it earlier this season. They traveled because people are going to say, West Coast team going east, playing the early game. They did it already this season. Right. They went into Pittsburgh as a six-point underdog Knocked and out won that game outright yeah. coming playing the early game. So they're familiar with this role. They're the better football team. Normally, I wouldn't like laying the points with a road favorite, but the Giants are so bad against the spread at home. The Giants are banged up, and I know that the Raiders are dealing with a little bit of adversity here, but uh, they come off the bye, too. Yes, coming off the bye, and there is a there is a uh, track record of teams coming off the bye as road favorites mm-hmm. that has a very high success rate of covering. I like the Raiders. I'm in total agreement with you. That could be our fourth selection. What do you think of the Bengals? I love it. That's gonna be that was my next suggestion. I like it because I am so I love fading this Browns team. I think the Browns are just a disaster of a football team. This is these these first of all, that game last week was so disgusting, right? The way that they you know the fifteen ten whatever, so disgusting. Baker's not a hundred percent. Jack Conklin being out is definitely an issue on this offensive line. Without Odell, I don't even think it matters because with Odell it didn't even matter. Uh, but last week against the Steelers, Nick Chubb sixteen carries for sixty one yards. He's still not a hundred percent himself. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line injuries definitely affect them, and I think Cincinnati is definitely a buy-low spot because people are going to be down on them because of the loss to the Jets. But as our guest Jared Smith talked about, they had a two-touchdown lead late in that game. The Jets score. Burrow throws an interception. The Jets score again. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why they lost that game, plus a terrible, terrible penalty call um, in that game. I, I just think the Bengals are a better team here. The Bengals are at home, and it's less than a field goal. It's a slam dunk for me. Okay, we got our circle millions. I know you got a survivor pick you want to get to, then I have a question before we get off the air for you. So my survivor pick, I'm going to stay away from the Bills because everyone's going to be on them. It's the obvious one. Uh, I just don't see the Rams losing to the Tennessee Titans. Um, I I can't see it at home. Titans without Derrick Henry. We're taking the Titans, uh, the Rams, plus uh, minus the points in our millions contest pick. I think the Rams at home win this game. I have already put in a teaser. I did it on Monday with the Packers when they were 2.5. I got the Packers to plus 8.5, and and then I took the Rams down to a minus uh, 1.5. So I'm okay with where I sit right now with that teaser, and I think the Rams, to me, uh, are are automatic to win this game on Sunday night. I got you. You guys aren't going to agree with my survivor selection, but I'm telling you, just play it and don't worry about it and wake up Monday and smile. Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor and the Texans go into Miami and win outright. Everybody's going to tell you, no! (laughs) Trust me. You still have the Texans available. This will be the only time the rest of the season where you should feel comfortable using them. Use the Texans. So, listen, I, I, I think that the Texans are very live. I think they could win this game outright. I just don't 
think I can trust my survivor entry on Probably the Houston million Texans. dollars if you're still alive in Circa. All right. There he is. Uh, what was your question? My last question, okay. Yeah. Uh, is Mike White better than Zach Wilson? And under what, ask if Josh Johnson's better than and both under of them? what scenario, if you are running the Jets, mm-hmm. do you build around Mike White and figure out what the trade market is for Zach Wilson? No. Zach Wilson's the guy. Zach Wilson's going to be your guy moving forward. The mistake that the Jets have made over the past several seasons is never allowing a quarterback to develop. Uh, and say what you will about Sam Darnold, who has shown that he's clearly not um, – at the level that people thought he was going to be, but he never had any opportunity to grow with the New York Jets, replacing the head coach, replacing the offensive coordinator. It just he was never and the general manager. Just during his tenure, they never gave him an opportunity. They never gave Geno Smith the same opportunity. Right? They move on from him. They move on from Darnold. Hopefully, in two years from now, they're not moving on from Zach Wilson either. You have to allow quarterbacks to grow. The biggest mistake that Joe Douglas and the Jets did this season was not sign a veteran quarterback to be the starter on this team. Because a couple of years ago, and I, it's probably Cam Newton or RG3 or uh, Andrew Luck's fault, but quarterbacks never started right away. Right. Some of the elite guys did. Peyton Manning starts. He struggles his first year, right? But quarterbacks sit and you learn. You know more than anybody. Mm-hmm. It's an adjustment from college to the pros. You have to sit and watch and, and get a get come up to game speed. And yet every single year ever since these rookies have been playing well, the Jets have been drafting these rookies, have been throwing them to the fire, and they've been burned. And this year, they should have done it differently. They should have allowed Zach Wilson time to mature and grow on the bench before throwing him to the Wolves. But they did. He got hurt. And hopefully it doesn't affect him long term. We have about a minute left. Right quick. It doesn't bother you that Zach never throwed in six weeks for 300 yards. And yet Mike White came in. Same offense, same personnel, same system. Sure. Threw for 4-4. And then Mike White, Josh Johnson combination threw for right under 400 in the following game. What does that say? It says that, uh, you know, they, the Jets are opening it up on offense, maybe. <laughs> and, 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 and this is what's going to happen. They're going to open it up on offense J-E-T-S, more. T-E-T-S, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. He is Super Bowl champion Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. You have our five picks for the Circa Millions and the Survivor picks, the Texans, the Rams over here. And uh, both of those picks, though, are part of the Circa Millions contest picks, along with the Packers and the Bengals and the Raiders. You can follow us all on Twitter at VSIN Live. Head to VSIN.com. Find out all the ways to watch and listen to us here on the network. It is VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.